I mean, pulling out of the neighborhood, 30 degree weather, frost on the windshield, chat shower shaved, heading out, listen to this acceleration. Like a friggin' rocket ship, SpaceX, some shit like that. Never know when a one of the, the uh, dump trucks from the adjacent rock quarry is gonna come careening down the road. It's already got a slope in their favor, and they, they're not stopped for nobody. It says no air brakes, but of course they'll hit it every time. <laughs> And we don't want any runaway trucks or anything like that, so do what they gotta do, but come on, man. So, here we are. It is the 2nd of December 2020. Have some content for you this morning, some things I've been looking up. I've actually been impressed and, uh, at some of the things that I've been able to uh, interest that I've been able to harvest interesting new cool shit that I'm catching out there mostly via interesting podcasts and things that I'm reading online credible sources so there was one podcast it was Sam Harris his Making Sense podcast and he had this guy Adam Gazelli Adam fucking Gazelle, Gazelle probably. And he's talking about the topic is gaming of our attention, the gaming of our attention. So he goes on to describe all the many distractions that we have in our world, and that is technology is awesome and it's supposed to make things easier and simpler for us, right? And it has in, in some ways in some important ways. Like I've discussed, uh, you ever see the meme where they take all the elements that sit on a desktop where you got your computer and you got your clock and you got your uh, writing implements and all that stuff and now all that just kind of gets focused down to this oh, 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 uh, rectangular gizmo called the cellular phone. Sound in the deaf tone. Um, is pretty amazing. Call people on us, we can text them, we can email them, we can do just about anything, and technology is awesome. However, because it's so awesome, they found ways to play on our emotions and on our attention. So if our attention, uh, if we're playing volleyball, attention would be the ball, only there'd be no net to volley back and forth in every which way, trying to just bouncing or us around and our attention trying to keep it and uh, so there's been there's some you know when people talk about big tech like Google or Amazon or oh I know Alexa's listening and shit like that <clears throat> there's some credence there's some some uh, legitimacy to their views that we are being programmed we are being our attention is being gained. So, 
for example, uh, you search something on your phone. Go to the Google search bar and you search in uh, chainsaws. Well, next thing you know, you're getting all these advertisements on your Facebook thread from Steel and Husqvarna and Home Light and all these other things. And and industries and products for those in those industries that are outdoorsy or for you know be working clothes. You get a what is it? Duluth Trading Company thing. It's all like a rugged outdoor work clothes. You'll get an ad for that, and you might want that ad. But what they're doing is trying to to bounce you around the echo chamber and otherwise gain your attention, get your attention, so they can change your behavior. And your behavior, of course, is purchasing, buying things. So this is as far. This is about where it resides right now. In my opinion, the bulk of it is like our attention. You know, you watch TV. They're going to try to guide you down a certain path of, you know, buy this cellular phone and plan. And, um, you know, all your favorite television personalities are on there. Trying to get you sold on this or that product or service. And you were, in order to get to the next, you know, the second half of the Eagles game, you have to, you have to pay attention to this commercial, or at least see the first couple seconds of it. I'm sure they have statistics on how many people change the channel during the commercial, or even what we do is, I'll tell the family to please mute that, mute the commercials. Because I don't want to be bombarded with their updecible um, advertising campaigns. I feel like put upon when when I'm, when confronted with these. It's got to be a really good commercial for me to take notice. A lot of them are like, you know, oh oh oh, Ozempic, you know, and it's like Ozempic is for diabetes. A diabetes drug. Well, they're trying to use all these, uh, I'm assuming, marketing tools and methods to, uh, you know, that have worked over the years where you create a, a jolly tune and, and your favorite uh, familiar faces, actors ideally, and, and they're going to draw you in. And all the activities you see the Ozempic guy in the commercial, he's running around doing cannonballs in a pool and he's fucking around and. You know, now he's dressed for success, he's on his way to work. In any of your situations in life, you could use this in, in order to, to fulfill your dreams and, and keep going in life. You need to, to take Ozempic or cellular, AT&T cellular or fucking whatever. Cricket. Our, our attention is definitely being gained. So now... Now let's talk about this. And a comment was written on the podcast comments thread that really makes sense. Every job interview you go on, every job want ad for a position uh, describing it declares uh, looking for a multitasking uh, individual who can uh, individual 
dependable individual who can readily multitask in a high-paced environment. So they want you to be able to switch modes, to switch your attention and, and multitask. Well, multitasking has essentially been debunked. Neurologically, we really cannot focus on two things at once. And we'll sometimes think we can because we've got, uh, let's say we're listening to a podcast, but then your side, if it gets a little bit boring, it doesn't get all your attention. Then you scroll through Facebook and check, make sure that you haven't got any messages because you're so important. And then you go back to Facebook and see if anybody has liked your new wood carving, um, how many likes you have on your wood carving fucking bear job or whatever. So, just being aware of of where our attention is. You know, for instance, I just, there was a little itch in my ear, so I stuck my pinky, uh, my left pinky, across my body. Well, because I'm fold, holding my phone to do this podcast in my cradling in my right hand, and my left hand is on the steering wheel. My right foot's on the brake. I reached across my body, and stuck my left pinky in my right ear and just wiggle, 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 squeak, squeak, squeak. And I looked to see if there was any earwax on my pinky and then I freaking probably rolled it a little bit and wiped it off from my pants or some shit. Now I feel the sun coming in my driver's side window. Feels good. I look at that. Light turned from red to green. We're accelerating. Any traffic up ahead? I look at this beautiful uh, winter landscape with the sun cup cutting through the morning uh, branches and trees that are naked of their leaves. And oh, now I'm going down a hill. There were significant rains the last couple of days. Glad there's no flooding in this spot. There usually is. Hey, there's a big truck heading up the road to the meatpacking plants, probably full of livestock to slaughter. Ah, uh, we got another red light. Okay, here we are. All right, so now I'm going to look at my phone. Hey, it's 10 minutes, 20 seconds into this podcast. I got all my shit. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember the my employees' checks. They're in the back. Are they? Okay, I see them. I brought my lunch bag. So our attention is freaking all over the place. So one of, this guy, one of these things that this guy talks about, like that's a bad thing. And it's a bad thing that we don't have any say in, uh, like if we were creatures of the woods... If this was back in King Reginald's day, why the attention would only involve looking at the the people in the community inside the walls of my kingdom and watching the fools and going to public executions and readying my gods and my knights and the lady of the lake and all of my friends and family that we would quibble with. That's all that King friggin' Reginald would have to deal with, and that's a lot. But now, we have external forces. Well, everybody would want King's attention, right? Uh, King, sir, we have uh, 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 Chauncey, the, the farmer, that he, he would like to speak with you about the, the harvest that's coming. Let him in. And we have the uh, blacksmith. Is uh, he's once it come? He said something about uh, he loaned you money. Dirk, that son of a bitch. 
put him on a stake. I want his head on a stake. Um, so there were people that would vie for King Reginald's attention back in the day. And there were most certainly com- competition for our attention. Our attention, by the way, is happening between our eyes, in our brain, bouncing around to various circuits in, within the cerebral cortex and uh, these electronic pathways that reside within our cerebral cortex, our um, the inner aspects of our brain, uh, like the limbic system, the, the, thym- the um, thalamus, and then, of course, down the brain stem, out the cord, and we got all this sensory information coming in. Sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. Three S's and two T's. But Reginald did not have all these companies that were that are putting things under his nose and in front of his face for him to, um, that they were competing for his attention, trying to make him think a certain way. You know, we might, the, the predominant uh, sales tactic or what, what we're being, or what our attention is volleying back and forth around is largely um, sales, okay? But there's also political influences and you know we got we just gone through that with the election and the political attack ads would come through and say something horrible about this that this guy or that guy and then there are the news outlets if you're watching the news forget it you're being fed information that may or may not be credible so how crazy is this that we've gotten to the point where as long as we are paying, as long as we're paying attention, as long as we're tuned in, so to speak, as long as we're looking with our primary sense of vision at a screen, which 99% of people are, <coughs> excuse me, whether it's in, whether you're a senior citizen in a retirement community that is watched staring at a 50 15 screen in the recreation room or whatever and they've got the news on and they've got you know programs on various types of programs or you are somebody who's driving listen to morning radio or your favorite podcast or your uh, an audio book or you're looking at your internet, playing with your phone, as everybody does. You are being, there's information being placed in front of you in order to grab your attention. And then once it has the attention, it doesn't want to let go. And so we should take some offense to that. There is responsibility that these big tech uh, conglomerates, like Google, like Amazon for instance, that they have, they should have to protect us from all this information because it's coming so fast and there is so much at stake, so much information that there's, there's a, um, they're invasing, invading our privacies, they are tweaking our brains to their liking. It's, you know, it's maybe it's always been like this with entities in this world vying for our attention, but like I'm talking about back in the prehistoric times, it might have been a, a 
threat of another clan coming in or uh, uh, trying to take your your uh, crops or your livestock or your cave or your women or whatever, or it was the weather that you had to operate in accordance with. Now, it's just ubiquitous. We're being spoon-fed all this stuff. And so, that was the subject of the podcast. It was fairly, fairly short and sweet, and it was very good. The guy, he talks about fracturing our focus, uh, how we have back, um, background, baseline sensory input coming in through our senses, and when one modality pulls ahead of the rest, say a strong smell or sound, how do we prioritize? Like, it's almost like all of our senses, our five senses are on idle. And when a barrage of information, like let's say, I turn down White's Road, my five senses. Well, I'm all good. We got the barrage of information coming in. It's a freaking blast of the morning sun. And I got to put my visor down. Um, let's say, car, I hear the screeching of tires. That gets my attention. In an auditory sense, it overrides the others and prioritizes. So our minds are always crunching the numbers and trying to prioritize how to make sense of everything. Um, the researcher talks about the foraging for information that we forage for information the way other animals forage for food. How long does it take a squirrel to switch its patch? Right? So if you think about a squirrel, it's in a tree, and it's got, uh, yeah, it's got a, some acorns in the tree still with the winter looming, but maybe they're up further in the, in the higher branches and doesn't want to necessarily have to get all those because it sees an adjacent tree is full of acorns, and there's less competition. There's no squirrels in sight. And so they'll chop. Once they've foraged in their existing tree, they're going to move on to the next one. So that's the way animals forage for food. We do the same thing with our attention. I thought that was an excellent analogy. And the guy's talking about, I mean, think about it. You're on your phone, and then you check your email. You listen to music, you're doing some computer work, then you check Facebook. And just so, how crazy is that? How we forage like that? When we when we see something better, we move on. And so, if that's the human mind at baseline, well, then we're being gamed. You know, the 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 market marketers have figured out how to game this situation, how to vie for our attention very strongly, and without our even knowing it. It's, you know, we used to talk about subliminal messages, how you're walking through ShopRite, and then they, it's like, hey, can I get some staff member to the deli? You know, and then they would have a little commercial, like some music, and then, oh, please go to our dairy section, where we have special on da da Comply. You know, like, the notion that you could, in inside of a standard marketing um, 
modality. A commercial, standard commercial. How you could plant some other uh, audio or visual information that would be like make somebody think a certain way. Like they could study it. What percent? If we if we let somebody listen to Stairway to Heaven, and then at some point during the uh, there's a lady who sure consume. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Subliminal messaging. Obey. All that glitters is gold. Spend money. And she's done buying the stairway to heaven. When she gets there, she knows to the store. If the stores are all closed, we're going to sail at Kohl's. So it's not fair. It's really not fair. So, uh, in closing, guy talks about digital medicine. And he said, a lot of people, you point this out, that you watch the social network, which I haven't yet, but it's all about how, really, we don't even have a chance to fight back against uh, big tech. And there should be a regulation, some responsibility to make sure that they don't just turn us all into cyborgs to do their bidding. Um, so how do you, what actions do you take? He says to practice single attention, like when you're focusing on something and it seems, kind of seems self-explanatory to a degree, but if you have a task, focus on it. And if you, if you catch yourself being distracted and trying to, you know, go, if you're doing work and you're going on Facebook and you realize that, um, that's not in the best interest of the, the job that you're trying to complete. Or if you find yourself scattered and, and in the course of at, at least acknowledge, if you have a goal, if you're sitting in front of your computer and you're supposed to, if I got to work on my, um, my teaching stuff, my anatomy stuff, well, I got to create a test, I have to grade some exams, I have to do this, that, and the other thing. And then I say, hey, Alexa, uh, turn on. 70s rock and roll. Well, now I've got that coming in, in the background. Some people like to study or work to music. It can be productive. It could also be a distraction. And then I'll check my phone because I see a text message comes in. So digital medicine, one thing that we can do is practice the practicing of single attention. The notion of, it's in lieu of trying to be Uh, in a futile sense trying to be multitaskers which it really does not exist it's it's frazzling us our uh, quests and the expectation that we focus on two or three or ten things at once that's why we're so stressed out at the end of the day is because we're really not designed to function like that hence a case is made and that's why a little bit of mindfulness can go a long way I read the other day, if you take a conscious inhalation and exhalation, one conscious breath in and out, that is meditation. That is you resetting your your friggin' mind and your body. (sighs) About to go into the office. When I go into the office, I know that there's going to be, you know, a number of things that I'm going to have to do that are routine. First, I need to turn the lights on. And I need to turn the heat on. 
that I need to check the messages, that I need to clean the tables, that I need to look at the schedule, that I need to, you know, prepare all my stuff. And I got to do a little paperwork, and then the first patient of the day comes in, and who knows what they're going to come in complaining or how where that's going to take you. But for a half hour for each of these patients today, I have to devote my time to them and help them the best I can. And so that's kind of meditative, focusing on one task at a time, one patient at a time, fulfilling their needs. That's what I'm here for. So anyway, try to practice single attention. When you're doing something, do it well and forget all these distractions.